All right, welcome back to the Crossover Cellist. I'm your host, Louis Patsner, and with me today, the first, second-time guest in podcast history, it's Ariel Wang. <laughs> in podcast history? Yeah. Wow. I think this is episode nine. It's not the first time it's happened, though, right? Oh, sorry, in the history of this podcast. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, yes. other podcasts have other, you know, multiple guests on the same. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not sure. They do. <laughs> so, the reason we're kind of getting together for this chat is because there's a couple shows coming up. Um, uh, the Ariel Wang Project. What do you call this thing? Is it Ariel Wang? It's Ariel Wang, but I, I do want... I do intend to eventually change it to something that's more of just a band name rather than just my name. Because um, I do feel like in the past and currently, yeah. every musician offers a lot to every song. Like, I write the songs, but every musician's part is so distinct, and it adds a lot, I think, to the music. So, yeah, I would rather be known as a band. Well, when I'm describing this project to people, I feel like I always call it the Ariel Wang Band is playing. Because then, yeah. you know, then it's like they know what I'm talking about. Or, I don't know, maybe they don't. But yeah, it, well, I think it, accurately, it more accurately describes what is happening. You know, yeah. and it's not, otherwise it's confusing where it's like, oh, Ariel's playing. It's like, oh, okay, well, is she playing solo? Is, is she playing Bach? Is she... <laughs> playing that's, with a band or what, you know? That's true. I do, I mean, I do play solo sometimes. I actually, I just played at Monterey Art Museum, which if you're down in Monterey, um, or I guess it's Monterey Museum of Art. I think um, we have tons of listeners in Monterey. Well, they, <laughs> if you're down there, uh, or happen to be down there, they're doing a series highlighting... Um, female artists um and so i played down there and they were showcasing a local female artist and she had her own room in the museum and it was really fun they made cocktails that were tailored to the you know inspired by the artwork oh so for example um i didn't have any of them i'm kind of Um, not drinking (laughs) so i i didn't Sample or or ask because they didn't want to be tempted. You didn't see what they were. No, I didn't. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, sorry to derail the uh, <laughs> Monterey Museum talk. Well, they so every first Friday they have this event, and it was really fun. Um, I did play that event solo though. I played um, my music, and I also played some old time fiddle tunes. Yeah. But the most popular was the solo Bach. And I'm definitely not... G minor? No. Uh, e major. Ev- D minor. Everything I played was from the D oh, minor. Oh, D minor. Oh, my God. Um, you play the Chicago? <laughs> Please. I can't touch that. Um, no one wants to hear me do that. And, you know, it was like, you know, I was basically the background music for the most part. Um, you know, some people really stayed and listened but you know people were talking but whole room was silent during the bog because it's just it's such good 
music. It's like... Yeah, Bach is a good composer. You know? I mean, he's been around for 400 years. He died in 1750. Uh, what is it? It's so, like... almost 400 years. Like 368 if he died in 1950. Or 1750. Yep. So... I'm sure that's right. Don't check oh, wait, our math. No. Don't no, check that's the math wrong. at home. That's wrong. What? It is wrong. I'm off by 100 years. So 18, 19, 2000, 18 still. So it's only dead for 268 years. Okay. But, 275, there's going to be a bunch of Bach yeah. concerts happening. I mean, I'm all I'm saying is I don't expect my music to still be revered and played and listened to in 268 years. But who knows, you know? Well, that's sort of we'll the goal. We'll never know. You know? To have that immortal legacy. Yes. Uh, to achieve what Bach had achieved. <laughs> but then also listen to... Listen, well, and Bach was uh, also financially successful, I guess, too. Yes. He wasn't the most popular composer. It's not like he wasn't popular, but he wasn't the most popular. I think that was Handel. But right. And then and, and, and C.P. Ebach, his son, his second son, got more famous than Bach did. But you could, you know, J.S. Bach has the longer, more enduring, lasting legacy. Well, his longer lasting and more enduring legacy. I think his solo violin and cello suites speak a lot because, like, as far as I know, and I don't know very much, um, Handel hasn't written solo instrumental music that or keyboard. has. I mean, b- besides keyboard, yeah. I mean, I, I, many people have, but. I think to take an instrument that predominantly plays and can't sustain entire chords to write music that is still so full without needing chords, you know, like his melodies for solo violin, for solo cello, and even his fugues, his, you know, his, I mean, they're very few people have been able to write music for solo instruments like these that that is successful that is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been playing the uh you know reading through the solo flute partita and that really is just one note at a time yeah. you know the violin pieces have a lot of uh polyphony and the cello pieces have less but there's still chords and double stops and the flute pieces just one line at a time so all the harmony is implied but he's the master of doing that yeah and uh, I, it, I picture a flutist doing these jumps you know uh, and just like kind of bouncing around <laughs> you know how flute players do that yeah when they got these big jumps and they move their flute around a bunch yeah anyway yeah so we it like is. Bach we what like. a surprise well the crowd like oh, Bach. yeah, yeah. The public loves Bach. They yeah. don't know it, but they do. Yeah. I mean, just... It was the music that, that silenced the room and garnered the most applause from the audience when yes. I was playing. And I'm not, you know, I will... You know, I am not, compared to everyone out there, I am not the one who is playing Bach, you know, pristinely. But just, I think the music speaks so much for itself. Well, let me ask you this. Did it come from the heart? 
Of course. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's Bach. Then of course people responded, up. you know? You know, I feel like that's what Bach's music does, though. It, it opens up, like, you you can't help but just be opened up in that Well, maybe it also that means way. that you know how to play your instrument. My teacher in college always said, when you play Bach, I want to just see that you know how to play the cello. That is what the answer, you know, that is the question that gets answered when you play Bach. Can you play your instrument or not? And so if you, well, if I the public the is responding ones. in a good way, then that means, yes, you can play your instrument. All right. I'm glad that's established. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, so I have a question about this Monterey thing. So mm -hmm. it's female visual artists that are being highlighted. Is it a different one every month? I think, yes. So then is it also female-driven uh, music that accompanies these? Or is that just like a coincidence that you were the music this time? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, it's not explicitly stated in our email exchanges, but yeah. I, you know, I like to think it doesn't hurt to have, you know, if you're highlighting women, also have your music played by female artists and you know and even if not like you know i think it's really wonderful that they're doing something like this yeah you know and i'm you know an avid supporter of women in art um me too so <laughs> <laughs> yes we're we're very woke over here and uh what a... Well, you're a woman, so it's easy for you. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no it's not. Uh, just kidding. Okay, I'm being a jackass. I'll try not to do, do that. It's better, okay. to, it's better to let the women talk about these things. I shouldn't try to make jokes like that. All right. So on a... It's Friday the 14th. Yeah, so Friday the 14th, the Ariel Wang Band. Band. Is, are we going to be three-piece? I believe so. We were joined by Brian Gruppe at our last house show, and he did yeah. a wonderful job. Brian Gruppe, uh, he was of part of yeah, part of Brianville, where Ariel used to live and throw shows. And you guys played together also in Django Moves to Portland. Yeah, Django Moves to Portland. Did you guys have any shows? Um, Not at the moment. No. Okay. Not hey, that. you guys, if you want a great band to play at your show Ariel's got some bands okay yeah. all right I try to play I try to play music often yeah that's good me too so so we're playing at the little arcs house and little arcs is Derek Supp's band friend of the show yes he played in capo yeah he might be in capo now as our conductor slash pianist yes and he also composed a Really cool piece. Yeah, it was for cool. For string orchestra and drum machine. Yeah. And it was, I thought that it was a cool piece. It was like and body and machine or well. something. Yeah. Um, but this Friday, the September 14th, is going to be at a house show. Um, the address um, is not on the Facebook event, but you can direct message um, the hosts and they will let you know where it is. Um, so if you're on Facebook, that's a way um, of finding out. If you're not, email Ariel 
wangmusic at gmail.com and I can let you know. So the other bands playing that night are Novelty Daughter, Senor Finn, and Real Guy. A um, couple bands are coming from Seattle. So that's cool. Support some touring bands. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love seeing touring bands. I mean, I love seeing our, you know, we've got some great local music, but it's always a treat to, you know, to see some people from out of town. So that's going to be fun. Come support, you know, some touring bands. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a different energy when it comes to these touring bands and it's like, you know, they got more on the line or they're, they're playing more like to like, to save their own lives or <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they're yeah. just like tighter. That's what I mean. They're just a little bit tighter. Well Some, sometimes then, you know. I don't have any experience on tour. I've never been on tour. But I imagine there must be like when I visit a new city or a new town where there's different people, it just it feels a little bit different and you can, you know, possibly like you know you're you're like bringing something into a completely new mix whereas i feel like when i play you know more local shows like i know these places really well i'm it's pretty comfortable but to go and i imagine to go into new spaces that definitely yeah. has to change the energy you're bringing you know well here's here's how i think of it all right they're from seattle it's likely that their previous show was Portland, which means they drove like 10 hours to, pl- to get to the Bay Area. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, maybe they played in Chico. Maybe they played in Sacramento. Maybe they're coming from L.A. or maybe they're coming from Utah. Who knows? Seattle's a long way. Especially when you're in on the West, the drives are long. And so you actually don't get to play music very much, you know? Right. Uh, and... And you get a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour to do, to play music for people. And that's it. And that's what your whole day is about. It's about that one show. And so there's like this new sense of determination, I think, that goes with that. You know, because you don't want to waste your whole day in a car. You know, you want your day to be productive. And so you have to make that one show count for every, you know, second yeah, like it's more meaningful. You didn't just get off work, go home, yeah. get your shit together. Like, it's like, yeah, that's great. I would love to, I would love to go on a tour. So guys, look out. You know, hopefully, maybe I'll go on tour next. Well, you fall just played in Monterey. Well, you're, but you know, you're, you're building you know, your your radius. Yeah. Um, now oh. that you know, anyway, yeah. Hmm. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was going to say, it's an incredible coincidence that you were playing this show. Because, like, I know Derek pretty well. Um, Derek from Little Arcs. Mm-hmm. And we had been, like, hanging out and working on the Capo show for a while and not once mentioning that I was about to play a show at his mm-hmm. house or that you were about to play a show at his house. And because he didn't book the show, his bandmate did. And... It's just one of these, like, it's a super small world. It's one of these situations where you see how small the world is. Oh, yeah. Like, I when I first met Derek, I 
I kind of thought he, well, I see now I can't remember whether I met Derek first where I saw like the little arcs, like photo of the band. Yeah. Cause when I thought back to that picture after connecting the dots of it being Derek's house, I, was, I realized that I had seen him before in that photo and, um, and they, we had actually been in contact and trying to book a show together like maybe a year ago. But I was in school, so I was incredibly busy and wasn't really playing oh, right. out yeah. much. But they, you know, kindly invited me to their home to to play the show. So it's, you know, it's one of those times where I'm really glad that, like, you know, you know that that people are willing to like put on these house shows and like have musicians play, and we finally, like, a year later get to play a show together and you know this has been like a year coming and it's like cool to have things you know blossom even if they don't like necessarily happen right away so i'm yeah i'm excited for the show yeah me too even though yeah and little arcs aren't playing but they're hosting but i saw them and they were great um and and they played at that same venue that we played at with sapphire lung What's that place called again? See, and I didn't know it was, like, Jarek is like, it's this underground venue, you know, I'll I'll text you the address, and and then I got there not even recognizing outside, and I went inside, and I was like, wait, I just played here. This is... Yeah. Surreal. I mostly remember... Super small world. Yeah, like, there was, like, that, like, outside, like, ceiling, you know, like, or rooftop, like, area. Yeah, exactly. It's... That's the spot. Yeah, it's a cool spot. It's, you know, as more and more venues are kind of closing around town or things are just changing for live music, it's still, it's awesome that people are still willing to host shows. Like, we're extremely lucky that our, you know, that our landlords are cool are cool and we had a punk rock concert yeah at our house just you know a few weeks ago and they were like oh yeah that that was cool we we didn't want to come down but whatever that was great (laughs) you know yeah and they were like we thought maybe the cops would get called but they didn't so that's good yeah i mean how (laughs) lucky is that you know that yeah. we can still do that. And, and our neighbors, you know, and our neighbors never have haven't... had an issue. Whenever we talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll come over. And they never do. But at least they're, like, supportive. They're so, like, you know, I, I'm i honestly surprised that, like, no one's, like, ever. We haven't gotten any complaints, even. Like, no one's even said anything. This is not an invitation to come trash anything, but, No, it just you know, means I we're think... lucky we have really cool friends. And, and... I... Aside from a few freak incidences, nobody completely loses their mind. Yeah. I mean, these are, like, sacred spaces. You know, I think it's, you know, maybe it's a little, like, over, you know, an overstated word these days. But these are, to me, like, these sacred spaces where, you know, we should treasure it. We should, like, treat it that way, you know? Like, don't take it for granted that there are places... Where we can put on shows and other people can put on shows like these and 
there's still, you know, an, a place for artists and musicians. And really, kind of anywhere, any space where there's a musician making music, that comes a sacred space in some yeah. ways. But when you have it happening so often in the same spot, then it becomes special. You know, yeah. like, like I'd say, like, yeah, our our music room, um, the musical offering cafe, Revolution Cafe. You know, yeah, these are. I think like they become energy centers because of the energy that collects there. Yeah. Is that hippy dippy enough for you? Is that what you were going for? <laughs> I'm getting hell a new age these days. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it also helps I'm burning hell of sage in the room all the time. It's just to like, you know, for the spirits. This is not true, by the way. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, cool. Okay, so we got that show. Hit us up or hit up the hosts. Uh, are, is it listed on your um, like your band page, Ooh. Facebook? Oh, I should do that. It will be as of check tomorrow. The, yeah, check the Facebook. What I realized this podcast is the best thing it's good for is just keeping me and I guess that my guest for the day or <laughs> week or whatever for that episode keeps us on our. Yeah. Task, you know, it's like, oh well, if we're promoting this thing, I should probably list it on my website or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So throw out, throw the word out. But, but also tell your friends to listen. You know what I'm saying? We need, we need to like yeah, turn listen. this into something. <laughs> <laughs> listen to us talk about sacred spaces. It's okay. You know, I got li- consistent listeners in the double digits. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that include the times that you've? listen to the podcast you know lately i've been trying not to like juke my own stats and so i would listen to it on the the uh, audio editing program that i'm using oh um nice and yeah right um so okay the other show that's coming up is you're playing it you're gonna die on uh the 26th yeah a lot of shows happening that day i think yeah that's a wednesday yeah um yeah, I'm playing, so my good friend Chelsea Coleman um, co-coordinates, co-hosts. I know she plays it a lot. She plays it a lot. I think she's a big part of because she's the one who invited me to play. So I think this is the first East Bay. Um, usually this oh, happens uh, in San Francisco, but I think this is the first East Bay chapter show and so chelsea coleman is putting it on i'm gonna go and play some music over there we're gonna talk about death and it's gonna be glorious yes Um, good thing your songs tend to be on the dark side yeah but no one really dies maybe i should bring out bring back the i hate you song but see no one dies in that one either so i hate you yeah, it's, it's like an E minor and only has like four chords. E minor, the key of death. Is it? Yeah. I guess it is now. It was the easiest chord to play on the guitar for me. That was when I was still just starting to write songs. But anyway, that might make a comeback. Uh-huh. I'm bringing back a lot of old songs these days. Yeah. Cool. Um, and writing new ones. B major is like the sign of uh, it's the what is it? Never mind. 
I don't the key do, of the crucifixion or something. I don't do the major. five crosses. Yeah, forget. It. I don't do major. Um. Okay. <laughs> so that's things. where. Where is it? Uh, that is at the Starline Social Club. Oh, Starline, yeah. So not the big upstairs downstairs. main room. It's it's in the downstairs. It's super cozy. I love that space. Um, I played there once before uh, for a friend of mine who um, was doing the series called Friends Covering Friends, and so I covered a Whisker Man song. Great band. Did an okay rendition. Whisker Man, they're okay. Their first album was really the best one. Yeah. But it's still pretty fucking awesome. I mean, you're talking, like, amongst awesome music. Like, some of the best tunes I've heard. Yeah. The first album. Well, <sighs> I hear like that it. after the cello player left, you know, it, it kind of went downhill. Uh, he was, like, pretty heavily involved oh, yeah? when they were doing that first oh, yeah. album. That's why I heard the cello tr- slash trombone player of that band slash auxiliary percussionist. Uh-huh. Auxiliary percussionist? Yeah, yeah. I to hear about he this. He was really talented. Yeah. What really happened to that guy? Yeah. Where is he these days? Uh. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> um. So you're going to die September 26th. What time is your set? Am I? Shit. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to have to check the explicit box on this one. Um, That's okay. Uh, seven o'clock, I believe, is when the event starts. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be playing, but um, either way, you should come for the yeah. entire thing because I've only been once right before I started school, and yeah. it was pretty amazing. I had yeah. a really good time. And now I'm so stoked to be able to play another one. So September 26th. 26th. Wednesday, yeah. Thanks, Chelsea. Yeah, thanks, Chelsea Coleman. Um, oh, like, my God. She played the best set in our living room. It was so good. Solo. Yeah. Chelsea Coleman. She so, even took a request from me, one of her old songs. Yeah. And it was... It was magical. Ariel played, and then Roxy played, and your guys' vibes are a little more similar. And then we had these two bands that are kind of out of town. One band from Santa Clara, one band from L.A., and they were real loud. Yeah, with so like, like Santa screaming. Clara, San Jose, South Bay, is it Santa Eastern Clara? Westerner. Eastern Westerner. I thought they were Santa Clara. I thought it was San Jose. Anyway. San Jose, yeah, so, sure. South Bay. Um, Same thing. Punk rock band, super loud, Through screaming, super right? fun. Through screaming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then um, Sprain from L.A. From L.A. I guess new genre. A I lot just of contrast in that band. Slow core. Slow core. I realize why the core is there because they do play slow, but there's scream. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they they go from you know this beautiful mellow melodic. Yeah. Chill. Page of the Lion type. To just punk rock like screaming and it was it's still slow it's still slow so these bands play and we're wondering if the cops are going to get called that kind of thing and they're in the music room and uh and then chelsea's like what do i do do i go just in there and get set up and just start she was sitting on the couch and we're like no just do your set from the couch do you need a microphone you need a to plug your guitar and she's like no i can do it just totally acoustic so she did it from the couch. It was amazing. Everyone got off the couch, and we were all sitting on the floor or standing in the back of the room, and she had the whole couch to herself. 
and it was this totally intimate, personal set. She was uh, totally on top of her game, and it was like my favorite act of the night, you know? It was so good. Yeah, I think that that's my favorite Chelsea Coleman set. Yeah, me too, that I've of ever seen. all time. I mean, it was just, you know, and I, and I love that too, the... <laughs> the the contrast, you know, of, you know, me and Roxy starting out and, you know, we're, you know, we've got similar, you know, makeup in our bands, you know, we're a little bit more broken down for this set with, um, you know, cajon, cello, yeah. guitar, but, you know, we've got, you know, we've got that and then it was like, this really intense, loud music. And then there was, you know, it wasn't like Chelsea's set was, didn't have intensity. You know, there were... Right. The, her songs are, are pretty intense, I would say, a lot of them. and But there, you know, it was just... And it, to have it in another room, too, it was like preserving the energy of each, like musical set and allowing it to like coexist in the same yeah where's house. it do you remember the da 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 somewhere you know that song <laughs> never mind <laughs> <laughs> i thought i remember the word lyrics in a doubt uh yeah it was intense let's forget i did that all right <laughs> um so okay shout out to Ch- chelsea gotta get her on the podcast sometime yeah um all right, so now we're going to hear a track, right? Yes. From the, the EP Cat Phase. Last time we did a live recording, and we we probably do more of those in the future, because uh, I expect Ariel to be on the podcast again. We play together a lot. Uh, but I was thinking it would be nice to show people, you know, the uh, what... what what the Ariel Wang band is, you know, what that sound is. And I, I think that... That EP Cat Face came out really well, so that's produced by Jonah Strauss, or engineered at least by Jonah. Yeah, I would say produced. Yeah, he did some. He did a lot he of did work some on it. Extra, you know, artistic input. Yeah. Um, mastered so, by Miles Boysen. That's nice. Who's? Yeah. He's a local. You know, he's he's mastered many many local yeah. musicians' albums, and he's really amazing. Cool. So you know. Reasonable rates. Um, <laughs> he supports the local music yeah, yeah. and does an incredible job. No, actually, that. I have no idea. It could be incredibly expensive. Actually, I thought it was... It was reasonable. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean... So... He, yeah. So what track sh- are we going to hear? Um, we are going to hear Moontide. Moontide. All right. Uh, there's a note in this where... <laughs> I call it the note, and it's my low C, and it sort of reminds me. You spoiled it. It's the kidding. note. It's kind of like the note in um, the Act Two finale of Marriage of Figaro by Mozart, and uh, you know what I mean. The note. Okay, so here's Moontide from the album Cat Face. You can find it on Bandcamp. We'll put a link up on the description. Uh, thank you so much, Ariel Wang, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And remember, it's not celloist, it's cellist. And we'll see you Friday the 14th.
I felt the tremor on the floor when the fire reached the door. So. Between.